This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORDGTZ, and with me today, I don't have any of my uh, usual hosts with me, but I do have a special returning guest, Lum Ramayasha from Manga Mavericks. Hey, excited to board this train one more time. Even though they said demons are on it, they took it for maintenance. And they took it off the tracks for a day, and it, it took, they took a look at it, and it's all okay, so clearly it's safe to board again the next day. doesn't matter that all the people are missing it. It's completely safe. They, they I feel like one day of maintenance is way too little. Yeah, well, apparently that's what they did. It's just... <laughs> but it's a freaking murder scene. Yeah, well, demons and whatnot, there is no evidence they could find. They're like, uh... And whatever is happening must have just been a coincidence or gone now. You know, this train can go back in service. Yeah, just a loose bolt. It'll all be fine. It is so surprising that with the reputation of the train, so many passengers boarded it anyway. It's like, it was infamous for having these 40 missing passengers and people still boarded it. Like, why? Did they have a death wish? I mean, clearly some of them had a, a did, but I, uh, the rest of them, I'm like, why would you board this train knowing that people go missing on it? Maybe there's no other train that will take them to their destination? <laughs> well, there's clearly at least one other, if the episode, last episode is any indication, when Goku boarded the wrong train, so it's like, you know, there has to be other trains in service. Yeah, so it's it's weird. I guess maybe some people didn't know. Not not everyone reads the news. Yeah, I guess in the 1910s or whatever, maybe not everyone got the newspaper. Yeah, those newspapers are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. But yeah, today we're talking about Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc Episode 2. Which, unlike the first episode, is actually uh, taken from the original Mugen Train movie instead of being anime original. Mm-hmm. So it's basically all stuff that we've seen before. Literally. Um, it, it's literally like the first like 26 minutes of the film. Yeah, I mean, specifically, it contains footage that starts around the 4-minute mark and goes up to the 23-minute mark. So about 19 minutes of the movie was included in this episode and the notable omission in terms of scenes was just the beginning the first three minutes of the film with Ubi Yashiki and his wife touring the graveyard of the fallen demon slayers so that scene was omitted for the tv cut and it remains to be seen whether it'll include it in a subsequent episode or not but yeah no this episode begins just with them basically boarding the train and Encountering Rengoku. Yeah, now that I think about it, it is curious that they cut the Ubayashiki um, prelude of sorts. Because, like, yeah, that's technically anime original material, but it's also 
a pretty good opener to the arc. Mm-hmm. But I guess since like there was already like an entire anime original first episode, I guess there wasn't as much of a need for that initial primer. Right. And of course they like recut a lot of like the walking in Rengoku screaming in my boat eating the bento because in the film, you know, that was building up to the big title card of the film, you know, like them walking here and say, oh my, and then the camera shot. And then like, you know, we have that exterior shot of the train, big camera movement to pan out to see like all the background and stuff. And then it's the title card. So, you know, there's some other omissions in terms of little scenes here and there from the opening couple minutes to film. I think what they wanted to do, most likely, is there's a specific point that they wanted to end it at. They wanted to end it after Tanjiro has fallen to his deep sleep and has reunited his family in the dream and has become really acclimated in there and then end with Enmu's monologue about how the Demon Slayers are never going to be able to break free of the deep sleep they're in. So, in terms of cutting up the movie... For a standalone episode, as far as this episode is concerned, I think it ends up being fragmented pretty well as a self-contained piece in terms of where it ends. Like, it has a good hook for the end in terms of where they ended, but, like, this, in terms of, like, a central idea to the episode of, like, fighting the demons on the train, the fake demons and whatnot, and then the big reveal of, like, oh, here's the twist, is like... The actual demon end moves on top of the train and it's put everyone to sleep. You know, I think it works well how they cut it up. It is a shame to lose the Ube Yashiki scene, though. Yeah, like, I think because, like, we've seen this film so many times, like, it was very easy for me to pick out the changes, especially the new animation cuts. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, oh, wait, I don't remember Red Goku moving like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there isn't a ton of new footage they added. They added a couple new scenes. There's like three cuts, I'd feel. Yeah. Like. They said that there are going to be a lot of different cuts in the new. I guess that's going to be some secret episodes. Did they say I mean, in total, there's supposed to be 70, 70 yeah. new animation cuts. I only, we only noticed three. And they're pretty, you know... Noticeable moments is like they had kind of transitional moments in the episode of like where in the film it was edited differently. So, you know, there's something before the opening theme. There's something before the mid credits or like the the title cards, and then there's something before the end credits. So, yeah. So I guess uh we have to figure out where those other sixty seven are gonna be. Yeah, I mean they'll. Have to be in future. Or maybe they are saving those for like fight cuts of like, hey, we're gonna extend and expand on this fight with Akaza even more or something. 50 new cuts just for Akaza. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they could expand on some other elements or. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how the rest of the film divides because I think this worked out in terms of where it ended uh, in terms of the episode but then the next episode is what point is there going to stop that at so like in terms of like the amount of footage there is it's enough for six episodes without having to make a ton of new material but yeah i'm wondering how they're going to re-edit like this because like 
for so far though the movie essentially is playing straight through like they haven't reordered any scenes or anything in fact a lot of the music cuts are very much the same as in the film there's like some slight re-editing of course but like a lot of it is just beat for beat the same music that's timed the same way in the film version so yeah Yeah, like the only significant music cut that i noticed was when uh tanjiro enters like the dream with his family yeah but otherwise yeah it was like base it basically felt like it was the same yeah and of course like the walk-in on rengoku screaming am i scene because in the movie that again went to the the tile card for the movie but in this version is like goes to the opening theme. And like you mentioned before, there's they added a new cut uh, of animation to that too. Um, to mention the other new cuts, the one before the eye catches is a scene of the conductor and some other passengers like kind of disappearing as a light flicker, setting up this idea of like, oh, out of sight of the Demon Slayers, like now they've disappeared from what we find out, you know, they've already been cast into the illusion, the dream world. So now that they're outside, out of mind, they disappear from that illusion. And then before the end credits, we have just another external shot of the train going into the mist. So that's kind of a minor one, but like, a, you know, again, these are very transitional cuts to make editing the episode to these different beats kind of flow, you know for like commercial breaks and whatnot yeah and like while like they are little things i'm glad that they're doing them because then it doesn't Mm. end up like the gundam unicorn tv cut where things just abruptly stop in the middle Mm -hmm. it's certainly not jarring like again it worked well as a self-contained episode Mm, for sure and definitely gives me confidence for the remaining uh episodes of mugen train arc just because, like, I was kind of worried about how they'd handle this, just because, like, not all TV cuts of movies and, like, OVAs really turn out great, but this seems fine. I think if someone has not seen the movie, they probably would get just as much out of this. Yeah, I mean, the movie already was, like, animated to such a high standard... That, you know, just watching it on TV, like, yeah, it looks good. You'll enjoy it a lot. Um, again, pacing-wise, the big criticism of the movie from a lot of people is like, oh, it felt structured like episodes of a TV show strung together. And so now, literally, you consume the movie as episodes. So there you go. Basically, yeah. Uh, your complaint. I mean, plus, like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, Mook and Train already looked, like, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think, in general, the Demon Slayer anime is, like, at a very high quality. Yeah. So. No, last week's episode, an anime original piece, it looked really stunning with the lighting. And some of the animation cuts in the fights were really great, too, and that. So, yeah. No, this is, like, one of the best-looking uh, TV anime being produced. Like, they're definitely going all in on this. Yeah, so, like, I think just that alone, like, will, I think, impress people, whether they've Mm -hmm. seen the movie before or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say in the plot here, because, like, it's literally just the movie again. Yeah. But I think overall, episode two, pretty solid, good recut. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
I mean, do you want to talk about the opening and ending themes? I think that's the only other point of conversation for this episode. Yes, I do. Um, so both the opening and ending were both sung by Lisa. Mm-hmm. Which is fitting, because, yeah, she sung the uh, ending theme for the film. Yeah, I mean, she also sung the opening theme of the original, right? Garenge? Yeah, she did. Garenge. Garenge, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the opening theme this time around is Akeboshi, and the ending theme is Shirogane. Mm-hmm. They're good songs. I mean, they don't leave as... M- immediate an impression as Garange or the song from the film, but I'm sure over time as I hear them more, there'll be ones like I'll be wanting to re-listen to. So I think they work well though with the animation for both the opening and the themes too though. Yeah, like I think I like the animation of Akeboshi, the opening more. Yeah, um, but I like the song of the ending theme more than the opening theme. I think that's fair. The opening theme is basically kind of a reanimation of like, hey, here's the entire arc basically in a minute thirty seconds. Remember so, the movie, guys. Remember a lot of the scenes are very literal of like, okay, well, you know, here's them on the train. I mean, it starts like just with the train like rotating on the tracks and, <laughs> and as the day passes, it's pretty funny that they really hype up the train. But yeah, then it's like showing our characters on the train. Interestingly, Inosuke is shown without his mask off on the train in his interaction with Zenitsu, which is interesting because throughout this entire arc, Inosuke does not remove his mask. So, that's kind of interesting. But I like that animation there. Like, he eats all his food and then he, like, pounces at Zenitsu for his. And then, it's a great camera shot too. It's like, they're going from Tanjiro and Rengoku then Zenitsu Inosuke and then we get to the we pan back towards the conductor with the other passengers and he's looking at the camera and then we get the flashes of all the people that Enwu's conscripted to aid him in his scheme so yeah I mean then we get a shot of like Moose on the Infinity Castle with all of the door slam behind him we do get Ubi Yashiki in this opening so it makes you wonder if we will get that scene from the beginning and then the later episode or otherwise you know Yashiki's there's a scene at the end that is canon that's gonna be kept so That'll reference that too. But then, yeah, the rest of it is like, well, here's stuff in the arc. It's Sanjiro remembering his family, remembers his family, crying as he's running away. Then Tanjiro fighting Enmu on top of the train. I think my favorite scene is probably, like, in Rogoku's memory, like, he's looking at Sanjiro training. Then he, like, turns to his right and he sees his father sleeping. So I think, yeah, that's a good way of framing, like, the two... Members of the family, like, most motivating, like, Goku there. And, like, literally seeing one of them in one direction, the other of them in another direction. I'm surprised that, like, they did just show, like, a glimpse of Goku and Mikasa's fight, too. And then, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Because at first, like, you couldn't see Mikasa. And I'm like, oh, are they going to, like, change the opening midway through and include Mikasa? Yeah. But then, like, later you just say, oh, there's Akaza. He's he's just there. They're yeah. not going to make a surprise. No, it's not going to be surprised if you somehow have not been spoiled about the character of Akasa and the fact that 
there's a going to be a fight between these characters. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like he's also on the most recent visual too. Yeah, I mean, they're not hiding the fact that he's in the arc or series. Like they did that for the movie, but now ever since then, they've really been emphasizing Kaza. I like also the scene of Tanjiro, of course, like running through the fire, like hand outstretched towards Goku, his back turned, and then the fire just kind of, you know, burns up the screen before he can like reach there. That's just a nice visual, obviously, kind of very, you know, a poignant for like what <laughs> what Tanjiro. Uh, tried to do in terms of like he wanted to help out in the fight but alas he could not reach him in time but yeah and then you know there's a nice shot of Rengoku with the other Hashira it's interspicing here along with some shots of Rengoku's mother and father so that's nice too but um yeah I mean I think overall the opening is kind of again the straightforward like condensation of like here are all the moments and characters of this arc but uh, again it's edited quite well with some really great cuts of animation particularly like the fighting pieces with the Tanjiro versus and went out the train and then the Rengoku Akaza scaffold hmm yeah I definitely agree it, it gives you a nice overview of what to expect from the arc hmm the ending theme is very sweet too it starts with the characters just all walking on the train tracks together like Tanjiro, his Yubra is just falling behind Rengoku, but then Tanjiro, you know, ends up stepping a little bit forward and walking side by side with Rengoku. And then we have, like, flashes of each of them kind of remembering their families. And kind of symbolically, I like how that ties the two characters together in terms of, hey, yeah, like, both these characters are connected because they're both motivated and driven by their experiences with their families and being demon slayers and you know, that's what's motivating them forward on their path. So, yeah, I think that's a nice thematic connection made there. Uh, just by having these montage flashes side by side of them. And, yeah, then otherwise, like, yeah, no, those other, like, family flashback scenes. I like the scene with Rengoku, you know, at Senjuro's birth and, like, smiling, holding his hand. It's, it's cute. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was nice. Yeah, no, I really like all those moments from the ending theme. Mm. Like, you can definitely feel, like, the overall message of, kind of, bonds that uh, Rengoku and Tanjiro have and, like, why they're important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, that that's really it. <laughs> I wish I had more to say about the episode, to be honest, but, uh, yeah, it's Mugen Train. Who would have thought? Yeah, I mean, you've already count talk countless times about this film and all the plot beats, so you know, you could just refer listeners to those episodes if you want thoughts on the story arc. Uh, I guess some of these subsequent episodes you will just be like kind of recapping or uh, spotlighting all the different adaptation changes or like anything new they add to this uh, recut of the movie for TV broadcast, so We'll see. We'll see if they add anything new and interesting in uh, future episodes, like anything more substantial. Because I'm curious, like, if there's going to be 70 cuts, and we've seen Street, we can point out Street in this one. Well, what other cuts are that they make for this? I'm curious. Mm. Yeah. And uh, listeners, if you have any thoughts on Mugen Train Arc, 
feel free to add us on Twitter. I feel like we're going to have a lot of ample time in these coming episodes. So yeah. uh, it might be worth us uh, discussing some of the listener comments and questions. Yeah. Uh, nothing else. That's a good opportunity to have some Q&As with the fans. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a good idea. But uh, yeah, I think that about does it. So let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Lum, where can people find you? You can find me at Lumariasha on Twitter, Lumariasha, a variety of places like Animation Revelation and Analyst, Raiders of Lumariasha, that's where you can find me. You can also listen to the podcast that I do. I host a podcast called Manga Marriage, or a podcast dedicated to manga. It's about a medium and an industry. We recap all the news going on in the manga world. We hold series reviews and discussions. We interview Folks working in the manga industry, we try to run the gambit of manga coverage on our show. And you can find us on Twitter at Manga underscore Mavericks. And we're on every podcast platform you think of. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the like. We're also on YouTube. You just last see us Manga Mavericks. I also do a Yurisei Astro-focused podcast called Lun Squad, dedicated to wonderful Wacky World of Ugaragashi's classic manga, Yurisei Opsura, having a lot of fun going through with his new releases of manga, as well as the anime films that are on Crunchyroll, and having a great time doing it all. You can follow Lun Squad on Twitter at Lum Squad, and you can also find the podcast on every platform you can think of, Apple Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the like, as well as YouTube. Just search for it in the channel bar and you'll find it. And if you want some more written thoughts from me, I write reviews on allthischannel.com. So you can look forward to stuff on there. we got a lot of books coming in, a lot of reviews coming out. Look forward to more from me on there. And also, if you like the art I make from my podcast, the animations, illustrations I make in general, you can find that on my Instagram, at SidArtWorks. Awesome. Definitely follow Lum at all their places. They do amazing work. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. Then I write various things for all-comic.com as well as TommyFaithful.com. So check out my writing over there. And then besides the Demon Slayer podcast, I do quite a few other podcasts. Uh, To name them off, we have the Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod. Saturday Night Shoggy at Sat Night Shoggy. Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. And then I also pop up on the Tsunami Faithful podcast, which is on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And on the Toonami Faithful website itself at ToonamiFaithful.com slash Podcast. And the podcast is streaming on basically every platform out there at this point. Podbay, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, you name it, we're there. So go look us up, subscribe, uh, leave a review, all that good stuff, and just enjoy the episodes. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Sayonara!